Hey girl, welcome to the Red Receipts Podcast. Where we read, annotate, and discuss your favorite books. Are you recording? Because we're bringing the receipts. Hello. I'm Shelly Duvall. Hello. I'm Shelly Duvall. No, I'm starting this podcast. (laughs) Okay. All right. Someone's in a mood. (laughs) It's, guys, it's it's actually like our first annotated book of the season. Have you realized that? Wow. Is it really? Yeah. And by this point, I think we're maybe, what, eight, nine episodes in? Yeah. Wow. I'm glad that we are intermixing some of the others because we 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 read at a rate that we can't annotate at because we have to like pass the book around. But mm-hmm. um, I'm really excited for this. I kind of missed it. I was it was so good to hear you guys like in the margins when I was reading. I think that's going to be one of my favorite things of all times. Um, it's such a cool experience to be like reading and then not having to like need your you know when you're at a good part and you've read a book your friends read and you want to like talk to like you guys are already there. Like, I don't need to call you. I don't need to text you. You're already there. I loved it. Well, welcome to our first In the Margins episode. We are The Red Receipts. My name is Katie. I'm Devin. And I'm Jacqueline. And today we are discussing Belladonna by Adeline Grace. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to butcher it. (laughs) It's um, one. This is like one of my favorite covers I've seen. First of all, I hadn't seen this until I got it in the mail. I've only ever seen the other cover. Is this the original? Yeah. And I'm kind of, I want to get the fox glove now. And now I can't have matching covers because it's like the face one now. Oh, that's and unfortunate. I'm like, I like this one better. Did you guys notice that this bird is dead? Yes. No. <laughs> I don't think I looked that hard. I was like, oh, what a pretty wallpaper. Yeah. It's like a ghost bird. So on the original cover, there's two birds and they're like intertwined in what I'm assuming is belladonna. It's what it, it appears to be. Right. And the bird up top is looking down at the bird at the bottom. And the bird at the bottom is falling. And I think maybe he took a little five berries too much of Belladonna. He's dead. Mm-hmm. Bye bye, birdie. Bye bye, birdie. <laughs> um, first, before we dive into characters, I just want to like, let's do ratings. Like, I'm just curious. Like, before, like I know we're going to get into it, but like, what did you guys rate this book? Five billion jillion stars. <laughs> five stars five stars for sure okay good i had a feeling we all loved it just based on the annotations but i'm really glad to know that this this is going to be one of my top reads of the year for sure i agree so far right now it is like top read wow wow so we're all immediately going to be reading foxglove next oh we have to it's been killing me holding off Mm because i knew i was gonna like get the plot lines confused and like not be able to separate so i've been holding off for this podcast Oh, well, let's get into it. Let's talk. First, let's talk about our, our main character, Cigna. And we actually meet her. It's sort of like a a prologue, like, because, you know, then we jump forward. But she's literally a, a baby. She's a baby. Mm-hmm. Tiny baby. At a party. The intro really set the scene and I loved it. Yeah. I really liked the mm-hmm. prologue. Gothic, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like this, this vibe of like a really luxurious party and then everyone just drops dead even the first page was just did they die on the first page yeah no they're well, making it up pretty too pretty Maybe. quickly Maybe. but like it's very elegant like her we we meet 
Cygnus mother for a moment. She's dripping in jewels, I guess. And then like, even, I think she was even swallowed in something like really luxurious. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it kind of, it kind of gave Gatsby a little bit, but I just couldn't believe we started out with like her as a baby. Like I didn't see that coming at all. I don't know. I mean, I had no idea what the book was about, but yeah. Actually, again, I didn't I didn't read anything, but I was like, I don't know what I was picturing. I knew obviously we were gonna be talking about poison and um obviously death comes in immediately, but let's get to him later. But what did you guys think about like Cigna? Like the version we got to know, the Cigna at what? She's about like twenty she's like 19. She's getting ready to turn 20. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So what do we think about our main character at our FMC? I loved her. The only thing I was okay, I try to give her like reason of the doubt because she didn't really have a lot of social like interactions growing up. Mm-hmm. So I was like, she is kind of like doesn't she can't read people, especially with death. She's like, he hates me. And I'm like, he's telling you he doesn't. I'm like he like very obviously, but like, okay. Um, and then just with everyone else some of the things she would say i'd be like girl like didn't she say to blythe like oh is that like why your mom died or like don't have to worry about that because your mom's dead or like something and i was like jesus like no filter for sure yeah like something that was like why would you say that but her show i like her 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 social skills were poor Mm -hmm. but i think she made up for it and she was kind of quirky and fun Mm -hmm. and very lovable i think everyone really gravitated towards her even myself included. I think she was really cute. Mm-hmm. What do we think about her? I don't even want to call it like abilities, but like magic or her capabilities, whatever her power is of like, first of all, she's unable to die, which I was, I was like that. That's a, that's such a good, I mean, like I said, I don't know. I didn't know that there would be more power to follow. Like I was like, Oh, is this is her only shtick. Like, mm-hmm. what would you do if you couldn't die? But it actually was first of many. But, like, I thought that was her ingesting Belladonna to meet death is, like, I don't know. There's something about it felt so, like, let me just, let me just, like, die real quick. And, and it's like, you gotta call, you gotta call him, but, like, can't text him. So we're just gonna pop a few, pop a few, like, deadly berries and then check in with death. But, like, what a, what a cool little, like. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but like, I know it's been done before. There's people who've, you know, had powers that made it so they were sort of invincible, but this like only way that her connection to death was that she could, she couldn't die. Mm -hmm. No thoughts. No thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) No thoughts. No, I really liked it, but yeah, I think she took advantage of it a little too much. Like there was like one, like she did it like back to back and I was like, girl, there's got to be some, like, repercussions for, like, you can't just, like, pop five, come back, and then, like, pop another. I'm, like, I'm getting addicted to this. I think mm-hmm. she did a little bit in the end. Like, it was, like, a little, like, she, her power was becoming too much for her. I also, like, she was, you know, in that part where, like, a hero gets a little villainous. Mm-hmm. She was kind of going down that path. Yeah. Which Wait, I liked. What part? I don't know. I can't I remember. Don't, so don't like remember. you told me. Like, I just remember at one point she did that. I don't know. Look at my annotations. I don't know. <laughs> well, what do you guys think about us just like jumping into some annotations? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. 
Um, this is like one of the best parts is like opening a page and just like seeing all of us like on the page, all our colors all meshed together. It's so pretty. Um, let's see. So, oh gosh, okay. You know what? Someone else here, read. I'm gonna, I don't even know where we jumped to. I just picked a rando page. Should we, <laughs> should we, should we, have, should we have picked something that makes us look a little bit better? No, this one's funny. Okay, wait. First of all, the first thing that's circled here is Little Bird. I'm going to just read the annotations versus asking what your thoughts were because Devin wrote Denna Viper's PTSD. <laughs> True. Because fact. Kind of. I immediately thought of, what was his name? It started with a D, didn't Diesel. it? Diesel. Diesel. <laughs> yeah, I'm already having like weird thoughts. Um, <laughs> I said, help. And you said, unwell. <laughs> and then this next one, wait, Devin, you need to read it out loud. Um, she's basically getting introduced to death, or we are getting introduced to death. And our main character, Segna, strikes him in the square in the chest <laughs> with a knife. A little stabby. I said, bitch, why? <laughs> why do you think that would do anything? <laughs> it's literally death. He's dead. You good. can't kill him. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What? The, what good does this do? It's death, girly." <laughs> and then what did I say? I thought you were smarter than that, Signa. <laughs> I thought you were. Sh- I thought I was. Like, I thought you were shittier than that. I was like, "What?" <laughs> Guys, okay. I was annotating like on a plane in some parts, and this was hard. This was like some of the most turbulent air. Um, airplane rides i've been on so please ignore my penmanship but okay let's find another one i feel like there's some questions in there that we need to find yes that were posed okay let's let me see if i can find i should have like added extra time actually don't read the first part of what i said actually that's cringy now that i'm (laughs) i don't like that i said that so you can just like change the record whenever you want for changing the receipts. Yes. Yeah, um, <laughs> Fine, I'll read it. These aren't okay. digital. <laughs> I said, we're diving into a murder mystery. <laughs> Come on. Give it to us. And just in time for fall. Yes. It's like, yes. <laughs> I said, pause. Oh, I grab a blanket, make tea, and light a candle. Okay, prediction time. <laughs> Let's get serious. <laughs> and let's make predictions. I'm thinking Mr. Hawthorne is obvious, so I'm going with Blythe, and the guilt is killing her, so she's poisoning herself. Mm. Okay. At this point, I said, Mr. Hawthorne does seem too obvious. My current suspects are, and they're listed as Marjorie, Percy, Silas. Oops, sorry. <laughs> And Byron. Okay. And then at this point, I said... Like half the cast. <laughs> but I Listen, like, you were ranking, right? Like, that was like... Okay. Yeah, that was ranking. Sense. It wasn't like... You were like, I'm literally just going to guess everyone. <laughs> and I'll be right. <laughs> well, at this point, everyone is a suspect. We're only, what, 100 pages in. Mm-hmm. And the way this is written is... It keeps you kind of guessing and on a 
roller coaster. It's mm-hmm. literally written like a traditional like murder mystery in that you suspicion floats from one character to the next. Like they're it's not like all the facts are out. It's like they unwind in a way where one person looks suspicious and then they look innocent and then the next person. Yes. So very traditional like that. So I actually liked the ranking because I thought it kind of told me like okay, I see where you're seeing where you think this is going to go. And then I said, my first guess is Marjorie, but honestly, it still feels obvious. I'm starting to like Katie's suggestion of Silas, though. So really quick, I do want to talk about the reactions in the book overall about Silas and then death. Devin, I thought you were really like hardcore pro Silas, like the heart's Mm-hmm. Yeah, the like love him i didn't trust him for a bit he's just so hot i think i even put that i was like i don't trust him for a second but he's just so hot i'm overlooking it like he's not i was certain he was <laughs> i was certain he was evil like i literally yeah. was like convinced he was bad and and like i literally remember being like literally watching your annotations be like love him and i'm like slow down Devin. like we don't oh i thought i was getting know. played I just loved him. You were. <laughs> we just chose the heart. Yeah, I was like, "Don't trust him." Like he's, but he's so hot. Okay, I've just gone to some annotations here. Um, Devin's only input in this specific situation is just like a lot of hearts. Um, I think this is we're getting a description of what Silas is wearing. So I'm going to read that description really, really quickly. Says, despite the cool autumn air, Silas wore only trousers and a long sleeve cotton tunic. It was open at the collar, sleeves rolled up over strong arms as though he'd been working, though his boots and dark gloves had hardly a speck of dirt on them. They were of so fine a leather and so well maintained for a sable boy. Um, Katie, your annotation that you wrote, <laughs> I just had a thought. Is Silas a ghosty? <laughs> we'll need to discuss. And then I said, he is, in fact, giving Thackeray Banks. <laughs> well, the description was yes, very... Well, like, okay, he might look like a stable boy, but he's a little too clean for it. Something is amiss. So I'm like, oh, my God, she can see ghosts. But what if there's, like, I don't know, a different version of ghosts that, like, looks and feels more real? I don't know. I was trying to, like, piece it together in my head. And so my first guess was he's not like the other people there's something off with him maybe he's a ghost i actually think in some way and i i i agreed with you throughout the book i was just kind of like there were little moments where they were pointing odd things out the boots and like him not him dressing better than a stable boy and having knowledge of things and what's funny is the guess of it being a ghost is actually i think the one that fits closest to without being the truth Mm -hmm. because it explains everything in the same way that Silas being death explains everything. So like him knowing where the library was, I was like, a ghost would know that. And like, and then the fact that he was in the carriage with her and no one else would would have been there. And there were all those little hints that like, honestly, I, until the end, I think that's why I was still surprised by that like thing. Cause I was like, he's a ghost. He's yeah. most definitely a ghost. Like he's, no one else is really interacting with him the way she is. So it literally fits. You could literally have made Silas a ghost. And I think the story wouldn't, you wouldn't have that big shock and awe moment. But I think that's like, the theory makes the most sense. Because when you think about, I, the carriage scene like really bothered me when they go from the carriage to the train because he isn't in the carriage immediately. The guy, the carriage pooler doesn't say, hey, yo, there's somebody in the back of the carriage waiting for you. Like there's no conversation with Silas. He just, populates himself into the carriage there and then he 
walks ahead of them to the train and this girl's pulling her bag and like the carriage man once again doesn't say anything to Silas to like help with the bags. Like it just was like all too weird. And I was like, I don't know. I don't think anybody else can see him. Like it's just, it's too much for me. I don't like it. I, there was a moment where I think one of us guessed that maybe he was in love with Lillian. Oh, I did. And I, mm-hmm. I think I saw that plot making sense. Cause like, as he was saying, like our interests are aligned and like, I, and that's like because I like literally I was like putting puzzle pieces like I was like jamming puzzle pieces together that didn't take I was like mm-hmm. okay so clearly one he's a ghost and two clearly he was in love with Lillian and that's like his motive and like how he knows things and how he knows what's going on and it was just so funny when they when I got to the moment <laughs> like the big reveal I was like oh wow how did you not see that coming yeah so you guys didn't see it coming I sort of guessed at it Okay, but yeah. I didn't really know for sure until like, it happened. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, <laughs> is he a werewolf? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because there was a scene where they're riding off into the sunset or something. And he starts, hello. And I was like, good sir, what are you, a werewolf? Also seems but, really out of character for death. To- yes. But I yeah. think that the scene that really solidified like, okay, this is absolutely death was the moment where he said, well, just keep your window open. And I was like, uh, uh, I've heard that before. I'm sorry. Silas is coming through the window. Mm, death, what are you doing here? And in the fact that she was like kind of teetering between the two and then once we like really like doubled down on our relationship with death, she then had like this like faltering moment where she was like, oh, but like Silas is still kind of sexy. And I'm like, no, no, you wouldn't be thinking that. We wouldn't have this internal monologue if we were like going in on death. And so I was like, something's up. We also saw a lot less of Silas after her and death's relationship like picked up. Mm-hmm. You know, you're right. He sort of like took a backseat, and I was kind of like, she kept being like, I wonder where he's at or what he's doing. And I'm like, yeah, she's like spending more time with death. So it's sort of, I think as the book gradually went on, it be- the the like signs became a lot clearer. I think, yeah, that there might be some kind of connection between the two. Um, I did think there. This is one of those things. If you thought back to all the little moments, she's this author is so clever in the way that like. Every little thing that could have been suspicious about Silas, there's an explanation for. There's like a, oh, it was him. You know, it wasn't him acting weird or saying this or that. And like, I literally could not find in a murder mystery book. It's really easy to find little plot holes like that. Like, oh, but what about this? You know, but Mm -hmm. I feel like she filled them all in so expertly. Mm -hmm. Like, well done. She did. That roller coaster effect was strong. Like the topsy turvy, like who did it? What's happening? I think they're innocent. No, they're not innocent. It was so good. Did anyone guess who actually did it? Was anyone that it was I actually mean, Percy? He was yeah. on my list, but I I was really gung ho about Marjorie at the end. But then you know what's funny is like I liked Marjorie better before she started becoming looking like too obvious. Like the minute mm-hmm. she caught her with the on her fingers, I'm like, wait, it's not her. Yes. And like it was literally decided. Everyone had decided it was her. And that's how I knew it's not her. Right. There's that moment of like you were looking for the the one that isn't obvious. I liked and I, I liked the concept that I think we all even Devin yourself, like all, all of us teetered on was whether or not Charlotte was involved. She was my number one from like the middle of the book to the end. I was like, it's Charlotte. You could not change my mind. 
Wow. The reasoning is there, though, because like they they do slowly insert little things. I think what was it that um, basically Blythe was getting in her way would have been in her way. Um, and she needed to get ready. So because like that was the hardest thing is like, what's the motive to kill Blythe? And she like put in like a little sprinkle when she visited Blythe. She was like, oh, the only thing I eat is what they give me. Um, and then they ran- she randomly was like, oh, and Charlotte comes over with like some like berry scones. And then they dropped it and they never spoke of it again. And I was like, that was like the little like breadcrumb that I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so smart. I picked up on it. It's Charlotte. It's definitely her. Charlotte did make top the list there for a while at the end. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, but my thing was, was like, what is Charlotte's motive? How does she tie into this family? Like that was the only thing that I just didn't. I was like, mm, there's something off here. But that moment in the forest where she's like, oh, I used to show Blythe and Percy all the different berries and things in the forest, things that are good, things that are bad. I was like, oh, shit. So both of them knew. I did like entertaining the idea. Again, a lot of options. And I do love that the author dropped a lot of like little honey traps like little like like the ones you were talking Mm -hmm. about with charlotte those were intentional like and you know when it's intentional because it's like a very like odd detail to mention other than to to give you like ooh, maybe be suspicious of that person but i did like blithe when the idea that it could have been blithe like poisoning herself like honestly what's funny is like i think in the story like blithe or percy it honestly had to be either one of them like when the way it worked out mm-hmm. and um there was something about when percy got sick and it was the last of her antidote that i had i was like whoever it is knows about the antidote they know and then like i don't know my brain didn't make it until after so i like i was still a bit surprised by percy but the minute it started to like at the end you know those building blocks they're literally making their way he's the one there she's going to find him i was like oh well, he knew about the antidote mm-hmm. And so, and Blythe knew about the antidote. So I was like, oh, I was like, oh my gosh, which one is it? Which one is it? But I don't know. This was, it was just so well-written. Yeah. I, I can't get over that. I, I can't say, say that enough. One more thing about per- Percy is the moment that they're in the masquerade ball and they're talking about all the different masks that everyone's wearing. Mm-hmm. And Percy is wearing a fox mask. Yep. And I immediately thought, Sly Fox sly fox he's sly he's going to bamboozle everyone that's not even the first i i because i kept looking for any mentions of fox because of fox glove knowing mm-hmm. with sex there was actually another moment in the book where she he's likened to a fox i don't remember if it's the color of his hair or something she there, there's a mention of a fox in regards to him so mm-hmm. i was like I don't know what I wasn't like thinking about, like you said, Sly Fox, obviously that's what they're known for. But I was like thinking, well, maybe he has some connection. You know, the only thing I did catch, I think pretty early on immediately was that he was um, Marjorie's son. So the, the note that she reads, I knew the minute she read the note um, at the club saying like our son and I knew it wasn't um, Lillian that had writ- written it because I think the idea was she immediately assumed it was Lillian. And the way I was reading it, I'm like, no, this isn't Lillian. This is Marjorie. Makes sense. And then everything about their descriptions made sense and it clicked immediately. So I I think that's why I was like hell bent on it being Marjorie. It made so much sense for it to be Marjorie that was the killer. Mm-hmm. I didn't put together that that was Marjorie's note in the... <laughs> 
It's like, oh my God, it was. Yeah, That's well, crazy. There was a moment that she figures it out. Um, our um that Signa figures it out because she finds out that he was um that it wasn't. I think it was until it wasn't until after Lillian was gone that the decision was made to like disinherit him from the club. So it couldn't have been Lillian because the letter literally says, "Don't do this to our son" or "Don't." Oh yeah. yeah so yeah. so because of the timing of her death, I think she figures it out. But it happened so fast. Like sometimes the the speed of this book would like pick up. And then, like, really quickly lull and then pick up. So I think that mm-hmm. was during one of those moments where, like, it was, like, full speed ahead. Mm-hmm. But so clever. Everything about this book was so clever. Was that letter before or after we had the letters about Marjorie being pregnant? Or, like, alluding to her being pregnant? It was pregnant. after. So, like, she... um, It was... Uh, not like her diary. We haven't read her diary yet, of course. Okay, um, so I think the letter was before her diary. The letter, uh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, so you were onto that pretty early. Yeah, and I don't know what it was because I think both of you were like, "Oh my god, it has this has to be from Lily." And I don't, I don't even know what it was because it wasn't defi- definitive. It was just like it kind of made. Do you know when you see one of those things, mm-hmm. you're like, "Oh, I see this plot working out." I didn't have proof yet, but it like to me, as soon as I read that, like some, I saw that line of like thought of like, well, cause there was all the hints of her, there were hints of her and Mr. Hawthorne, Elijah, like being too friendly with one another. And I, that, like, I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense if that's not his son, you know? Mm-hmm. So the proof came later, the proof came later, but like, that was, I was like, in that moment, I remember being like, no way. And I think that's why I was like totally on the Marjorie. Cause that felt like the big secret, right? Right that that was and i was like thought that was going to be a bigger plot point but it actually i mean it was but it was for percy instead right yeah. that being his mom i will say i did like the fact that even though percy didn't end up being lillian's son and elijah has sort of an obvious reason in many books like this to have like a distant relationship from if a bastard son if you will because most of the times that's sort of how that happens like the father's like you are not my illegitimate. You're illegitimate. And I did like the fact that Lillian was so like, bitch, I'm your I'm your mother when she came back from the yeah. She was like, <laughs> I want you to know. I am your mother. <laughs> you listen to me. I loved that. <laughs> I loved that. And I love the fact that Elijah was still, he didn't want him to be part of the club because he wanted him to be better than Elijah. Like he was still looking out for his best interest. And it didn't really seem that way to Percy at the time, which is why he went down this really, really dark path. But I liked that they still loved him. And maybe they didn't show it all the time, but I liked the fact that they still loved him at the end of the day. We're trying to do the best for him. Well, you know what you just said there it reminded me in the book, you said he was a bastard. Do you know that was the hint that really like solidified it? Because literally right after that, his uncle Byron says that poor bastard. And so I literally underlined bastard because the actual meaning of bastard is like an illegitimate son. And I remember being like, oh, again, just so freaking clever. Like I honestly, like I might reread just to go back and because I know there's probably something that I'm like, oh, I didn't catch that, mm-hmm. you know, even annotating, which annotating you're at, you're like most because you can like highlight and save and tab. But yeah, just so clever. But I don't know. I was really kind of sad. It was Percy because mm-hmm. they had a cute, cute, some cute brotherly brother, sister moments that made me like, like when I thought he was going to die, I was like, no, absolutely. Do not yeah. kill Percy. I was horrified. And he did end up dying. The little dance scene that him and Signa had 
and he was like finally happy for a little bit and they were just dancing i was like this is so cute i have a tear in my eye the snow day but and then he got like i think he got a little aggravated because what he was doing came back to him he he left early he left them in the snow and was like i have to go because i think he, he was getting like too close to home and oh he, gosh, like she would like right. and then even the dancing he like distanced himself and we thought it was because who came in and like ruined it was it byron who like came into the dance room probably it was either byron or elijah, or elijah. somebody interrupted them yeah and then he like got cold again and like left oh my god i think elijah came in because then you know every time daddy comes in he's like daddy issues ignite like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> full meltdown yeah, and then he, like, walked away again. And now, like, looking back, I'm like, oh, it's because he didn't want to get that close because it would make him feel bad that he's killing them. <laughs> oh, my God. Somehow it's getting sadder. See, he didn't even mean to kill Lillian. And the whole – oh, my, oh my God, God. That whole thing was yeah. so depressing because, like, he was so far in it that he couldn't stop. I'm like, how could you not stop? You meant to poison your real mother – right he meant yeah. to poison marjorie ends up poisoning lillian did not want lillian to die but it was like shit it's too late and so just keeps poisoning her and like doesn't know the proper dosage so he keeps just messing up and messing up and messing up i'm like oh my god there's so many times where you could just stop percy just stop like you don't i think there you could have found a cure versus keep poisoning I'm like oh it just gets worse every time yeah and then blythe yeah, like that's where I was just like, he Sis. we're past redemption, sort of. I guess that's kind of where mm-hmm. Signa felt like you gotta go, my guy. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he really, because he like you said that he didn't. Even, I don't even know if he was looking for a way out at this point. I think he was just really angry about his like who he was. He was angry at his dad, and he was just like, and it was coming out in really, really dysfunctional ways. Um. But Blythe, though, I honestly was scared she was going to die. That speech she gave of, like, no matter what, like, you know, she had this whole monologue that she gave. And I was literally like, oh, my God, this is, like, the last words kind of speech. Like, I'll love you forever. And then I was like, she's like, okay, have a good night. And then I'm like, please don't die, Blythe, please. I think Blythe is in love with Charlotte. (gasps) Yes, Oh my gosh. Towards the end. Yes. I was picking up on. I was like, "Mm." so she leaves a little like moments when she's like, you know, about to croak in bed where she's like, I will never marry a man. Mm -hmm. Never a man. Hate men. And then (laughs) she like talks about how like beautiful Charlotte is and how amazing Charlotte is. And then like in the last few pages when we're in the ballroom. Mm -hmm. Uh, Signa makes note of how she, how Blythe is looking at all the women, and I'm like, sis, sis. Well, there was the moment. Now I'm wondering who that was, but there is a specific moment that Signa is like watching one of the parties go on, and she notices two women, like like on top of each other in a like dark corner, and she's like, I've never seen that before. And granted, there's no like proof that it like like whether or not like Blythe would have been too sick at that time is what I feel like. No. But like, it's like an interesting little hint at like that, that some of this is happening because this is what eighteen late eighteen hundreds, so that would have been like super taboo. Let alone all the other societal mm-hmm. like demands on them. I think we get Blythe and Charlotte in Foxglove. I, I hope, hope we do. I hope. 
I love that, especially since Charlotte seems like so put out by her situation of having to provide. She doesn't seem to like be like interested in any of these men. No. Other than money. And literally Blythe is like, I have money. I don't need it. You're set, girl. Yeah. Go fall in love. We'll be little spinsters together. (laughs) I love that. I really do. Speaking of other couples, Cigna and Death, now that we officially have Silas and Death as one being, any final thoughts? Well, I loved Death so much that I almost was like the fact that I couldn't see Silas as being a like. There, I kind of thought in my brain there's a possibility given that they're never in the same room. Like it never like it, I was like, yeah, but I don't know why I couldn't believe it in that moment. But when I became like for the longest time, I was like, fight like death had such good banter and dialogue. Oh, the banter, the sassiness. What I loved is that even though it's death, Signa was sort of you have your grumpy and your sunshine, but like with him, Signa was actually the grumpy and death was literally sunshine. Yeah. And I was like, I love this dynamic so much. I love it so much. She's like, I hate you. And he's like, well, here I am. <laughs> what are you going to do? So, oh, and the way he did that thing that I love, like any kind of fantasy, the men being like, you need to just like own your power and like you don't even know what you're capable of and just like this belief. And like, so it was more than just the romance. Like he definitely. Um, and then obviously we find out because he, when he was being Silas, he's again, supporting her in every, every way. And oh my God, towards the end, it was just so epic. The like, you were made for me. I was made for you thing. Oh, I think the end of the book is just like pure pink highlight. I was like, oh God, this is so good. The lines are so amazing. She is an incredible writer, incredible romance writer. I don't know one lines. I love the moment where she was like, I don't even need to know what his face looks like. And the funny thing is she's been like crushing on him the whole time. Like, I don't need to know his face. I love him. It's kind of like that secret admirer, but like it's your friend who you're crushing on. And then you find out that he's the he's actually he, you get to have it all. Yeah, I think for a while in the beginning, when she was like flirting with death. I was picking Silas over death just because logistics. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> like they were like making out and he's like, do you want this? And she was like, yeah. I'm like, but you're a billow of smoke. What do you have to give? <laughs> I was not understanding. But then like once they like started to, he like took her to heaven, didn't he? Like her to hell, I think. No, or he to like he the took gates. her to the gates mm-hmm. where they cross over. Mm-hmm. And the then he like became like a man, like showed like this is my like true self, right? Or am I making that up? It's been a while since I read the book. No, he did show her like so she understood. I loved mm-hmm. getting to know more of like what his actual job entails and like what mm-hmm. he does. It was very giving Hades. Like there were some yeah. couple ones I'm like, this is and I maybe I've just read one too many Hades and Persephone short retellings, but like he because, like, you know, we he's death, but, like, I think we were also struggling with, like, I'm glad she didn't, like, bore us in the beginning with, here's death, here's what he can do, and here's what his job is. I did like the mystery of us finding it out, as our as Signa did. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I love that. I love when, when we find out that Hades is actually, like, a he cares about the people that pass over and whatnot, whatnot. So, like, I... Yeah, she definitely didn't let us like know that death was quote unquote good out the gate. Like she definitely took her a minute to yeah. 
And then once he explained everything that I'm like, okay, well now I can see where Signa would fit in, in this life. So like, I'm like, okay, now this makes sense. And I'm team death. But for a while I was like, I don't, I don't see this going anywhere, to be honest. I think you were blinded by the, the hotness of Silas. Yeah. Like he's yeah. right in front of you and he's real. And just like death, it just being like more of a concept instead of like a man. But then once he became a man, I was like, good to go. Love it. Signed off. Love, love death with a capital D for sure. Capital D. Capital D. So speaking of like their future, where this is going, do you guys have any like theories for what's going to happen in Foxglove? I mean, obviously we ended on a murder. So I am glad to know that this will keep its, the next book will keep its, this is literally like. Wait, who died? (laughs) I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, the uh oh, her remember the suitor? Like I believe he was a count. Oh yes, his yes, father. Yes, yes. I'm gonna uh, look at my party. Yes. I do want to talk about him really quick. He, they were there was something in his drink, mm-hmm. and um, and they're literally like anyone anyway, like look you have now you have another murder to solve basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they definitely set that up for the next book. And now she has her inheritance, so she can go. She Foxglove is her estate, right? So now yes. she's gonna go live at Foxglove, hopefully with Jeff. And I feel like there's a little bit though at the end. They're like literally like she can't. Everyone's gonna expect her to. She's gonna either have to like go against society and not marry, but like I think everyone's gonna be pushing her to marry, and she's gonna be struggling with like how do I love someone who literally no one else can so interact with i think there's going to be a cute little love triangle with wakefield so mm-hmm. his father's one that passed away at the end julius mm-hmm. i think there's gonna be a little love triangle with signa wakefield and death because she is gonna have that struggle of do i settle down with a real man who can be with me all the time or this like figment of my imagination that can only be there when there's death around because remember at the end of the book he says, I can only go where death follows. If there's death, I can be there. But if there's nothing, I can't. So there's going to be times and lapses in our relationship. But just know at the end, we'll be together. But it's like, girl, you can't wait forever. No, well, now that there's a lifespan. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, lifespan. So I think there's going to be like this struggle. And she might like sort of lean into this suitor. Well, I start to wonder if, like, too, like, even even death, like, put it out there that, like, I can't be around you unless someone is mm-hmm. kind of on their deathbed. So he's like, there's naturally now that, you know, Blythe and everything is fine and well, not self-settled. So he's literally building that up. But I thought even if he wouldn't, there would come a time where death would literally be like, hey, I've waited a lifetime for you. I can let you live out a life and have a family and then give you things that I can't give you. I could totally see him doing that like mm-hmm. selfless thing of like pushing her away so that she picks someone else yeah. Um, so she can have a full life before she like meets him in the end. So I will be, I, he can't go away though. Like he can't just. No. But I can also see her being like, screw you and just like kill herself to the point where like she is also a grim reaper and it's like well what are you gonna do now like you're stuck with me how do you kill yourself if you can't die like what what is what could she what could she possibly her powers are like growing now so i'm like i wonder if there's something where she can like cross that line like just herself Mm -hmm. and then 
whenever she wants. Takes his, takes his job. Yeah. But bigger picture, I think in Vox Club, we're probably going to solve the murder of her parents' murder. Mm. And one that I'm really excited about that I had a feeling that we were going to get as soon as he was introduced is Fate. Yes, we did kind of gloss over that Fate steps in right at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, What if Fate is involved somehow in this? Absolutely. I mean, obviously, absolutely is. I think he's very much tied to his, I'm sorry, to Cigna's parents' murder. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm really interested to see like how it all plays out. But as soon as death talked about him it was like very early on i was like mm-hmm. fate when are we meeting fate where's fate he's gonna be one sexy hell of a man i already know mm-hmm. i already know do you think he could be a contender for her love it, love or interest or if he's just gonna be someone we really enjoy from the i think he's gonna be like like a the first thing that comes to mind which is so annoying but like a helius where like mm. you're so cute like we can be like flirty and cute but it's never real you know, mm-hmm. you're really adding to the story. You're like another friend. Yeah. Like, a con- I honestly think she could use more because she obviously lost Percy. I think we're going to need to see her inner circle expand with new characters. And like, just how does fate fit in? Or does fate, can fate help her? You know what I mean? Like, could he, like in her, if she needs to, if she wants to figure out a way to be with death, mm-hmm. can fate not interfere? But she's so. cheated fate so many times just like she cheated death so i'm like i feel like there's gonna be like some animosity there between them i mean his his last line was pretty epic like looks like you have another murder to solve like what a way what a way i love it either way i'm very excited for fate and i was just like i was so giddy at the end okay see a minute for anyone who i'm assuming that they the the one thing i thought was really interesting about this book i don't know did you guys know it was going to be so like autumn coded like fall no, but I was so happy it was. I mean, like Devin said, I wanted to like get a little tea and sit by a fire and um, well, like snuggle up in a blanket. Are falling at some point. She's wearing red. Everything was so fall and then spooky. Like we had so much spooky elements. I was literally like, did we know we were picking like the ultimate fall read without knowing no. it? No, but Mm-mm. if you've somehow made it through this entire episode without reading Belladonna, like. It's fall coated. Go go (laughs) get yourself a copy. (laughs) Did we spoil it? Maybe, but like, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. There's no way we could literally all the twists and turns. There's no way we would be here all, all day, all day. I don't even think we left. But speaking of all day, like, did we leave any crumbs on, on cut? Can we talk about the secret garden and like everything that went down, (laughs) like the the fire and. The ghosts. We didn't even talk about the like her seeing her ghost or her family or Thaddeus in his library. Poor diving back in, sweet Thaddeus diving back in. Uh, Lillian was so horrifying seeing her. Like she was like, and I was like, what was she doing with the frogs? Do you guys remember that part? Like literally, no. There was something. Okay, we great. I did it again. (laughs) Gotta go to the text. Um, I just remember she was okay. First of all, you guys were all like, let me go vomit. It was quite graphic um anytime Lillian was described like her rotting tongue mm. her like sores on her face mm-hmm. um there was that when she was trying to possess that's what I'm talking about there's like frogs or something like that I don't know there was a moment where she was trying to possess her and that death stepped in but she was like it, it was so gross I literally think we were all like I'm gonna vomit in the annotations but the secret garden sounded cool. Yeah, I think 
Lillian was like very scary as a ghost because they said like, oh, when you're a ghost, you're angry and you're just like have these like uncontrollable feelings of like rage and like that kind of stuff. But I think it was Elijah who said that Blythe reminds him so much of Lillian and Cigna's mom of being like headstrong and like just saying what they want and like not dealing with anyone's rules. So like I feel like Lillian would be one of my favorite characters if she was alive. Mm-hmm. Like as a ghost. Terrifying. Horrifying. And what about what was his name? The one of the library ghost? Thaddeus. The reason Thaddeus? he was haunting the library is because he couldn't read all the books. And I was like, <laughs> wow, relatable. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gonna die in my you know like death by TBR <laughs> basically <laughs> literally death by TBR <laughs> they were like standing in the library like looking for whatever they're researching and he was literally just standing like behind them like waiting to help just like so excited someone was in there like trying to find a book and he's just waiting like can I get can I get it what do you need can I can also I get it stop touching my books like it was like yeah oh, be nice to that book like be careful with that book <laughs> Also, Silas really played it really good in that in that moment. I just realized he's pretending like he couldn't see Thaddeus. Was he? No. Yeah. Like, because she was like talking to him and he's like, who are you talking to? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Gaslighter. Yeah. <laughs> a little gaslighter. Because she's like, oh, thank you. And he's like, who, who are you talking to just then? <laughs> to Thaddeus. Because it was really Silas. If it wasn't, I thought I was like, what a cool little misdirection she made there. But also I could see death messing with her. I guess I would have debunked my ghost theory in that moment. That's what I think you might have even struggled. With. I was like, oh, so I guess he's not a ghost. We I, there was I was going back and forth with you a lot on like I guess you were just like in love with Silas, and we were like, Silas is a ghost. Explain it. Something. Silas is something. Yeah. <laughs> something. Oh my gosh! But no, the ghosts. So many ghosts. Scary. Spooky. Scary. The flashing mm-hmm. that Lillian like was like a flash. I thought maybe she was an angel for a minute because. Until we actually got her, like, form, she, like, appeared as, like, a flash of light all the time. And I was like, what if she's, like, trying to direct her? And then immediately we get the scariest description of a ghost <laughs> ever. And I was like, not an angel. <laughs> so. <laughs> Strike the record. She is haunting me now. But, yeah, scary, creepy. There's a lot of scary parts in this book. Mm-hmm. Spooky. And excited for the next one. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I hope it's just as spooky. I hope there's more ghosts. Obviously, she her like skills are only getting better. So, like, and plus, she's going to her home. Is she going to see her parents? Going to see her parents? She has. No, to. she's not because now I just thought about death. Said he's he sees her mom like in oh. the. She's kind of like, quote unquote moved on. Yeah. So, but there could be other people from the party for sure that yeah. didn't move on. At least one for sure. It's literally just going to be a, a round a, a round robin of. All right, line up. We're going to interview you all. But don't know what happened. My guess, Byron. I feel like we're going to be introduced to a lot of more characters, but I'm just going to put it out right there. Right now, Byron. <laughs> Dumbling down on Byron. <laughs> yeah. Because, no, he loved Lillian. He did love Lillian. He could have also loved her mom. Who knows? <laughs> I'm going to say Byron. He murdered her? <laughs> I, yep. You got it out for Byron. All right. I'm going to be looking for Byron in the next book. We see you, Byron. Him. We see you. We see All right. You. Well... I think that wraps it up. Yeah. Yep. Spooky scary. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.